in the Canadian Football League. The league and the Players Association negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement for an update there. I'm pleased to welcome back to the show Eskimos long snapper Ryan King, who is the player rep for the Eskimos. Ryan, great to have you back on the show. How are you doing? We're doing good, Reid. Uh, thanks for having me as well. Uh, i good over here at Edmonton. The sun is shining. Snow is melting, and it uh, just means uh, hopefully football season's right around the corner. Well, it's coming up. I think uh, May 19th is when camp starts, so that's uh, that's two months away. Today's March 20th, so that's pretty cool. Ryan, thanks for doing this, especially in the middle of CBA negotiations. I know sometimes, depending on the league or the year, you just don't get much information at all. So, so thanks for being willing to, to do this. I'll, I'll start generally. Just how would you characterize the the tone of the talk so far? Would you, would you, at the very least, say at least things are progressing towards an agreement? Yeah, I think that's definitely uh, the focus. First of all, is to um, you know we all we all want a, a CFL season and, and we want to uh, put an agreement together. And you know, in reality, uh, both sides uh, got to come together uh, and put put a put a package together. So, from that perspective, I think um, things are going really smooth. Uh, both sides have been presented and. Um, they're working through both of those. And, uh, you know, from, from my perspective, uh, being in the meetings uh, in Calgary over the weekend, um, things seem to be moving along uh, really well. Uh, discussions are, are ongoing, obviously, on a whole bunch of topics. But uh, there's an understanding of, you know, both sides of, of negotiating. And, and uh, we see their, their points and, and views and they see ours. And at the end of the day, you know, really – we just, you know, want a respectful deal that represents the membership and, and they need a respectful deal that represents the CFL. So I think from that perspective, uh, we're both kind of on the same page. Can, can you give us maybe a little bit of a sense of what some of the the issues might be? I mean, certainly when people hear CBA negotiations in, in sports or in any profession, they, they think salaries. And then obviously with pro sports, you got things like health insurance, you got the uh, head injury talk that continues to swirl around f- football. Are there some you know some more headline discussion points along the way here well yeah there 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 absolutely is and um you know obviously not getting into any specifics um you know there's there's many things that the membership has expressed over the last two years uh and really since the last cba and if you look at the history of cba uh, negotiations each one generally builds off of the previous one and uh you know we put together a uh, a good package last time and, and we've broken it down and uh, presented our new one to the league. So I think the big thing is, is that, you know, these are extensive packages that are put together uh, over a couple of years worth of work, uh, meeting with the members at Grey Cup, AGM meetings, uh, conference calls all the time. Um, so these are just, you know, there's tons of things on the table. Um, the most important thing I think that collectively we all massively agree on is the player health and safety uh you know if there's no players on the field there's no product uh, to be uh um shown to the fans and and, and we got to be able to protect our players and you know there's lots of important topics wcb being a, a headliner and has been uh this off season so far um and i think that's a main driver from the cflpa to you know protect our members and get them long-term health coverage and you know, so I think that's going to be really a main driver in uh, a lot of this negotiations is going to be related back to the health and player safety side of negotiations. Okay. This happened, uh, what, five years ago was the last negotiations, and it got 
I think a little dicier than a, a lot of Canadian football fans would have hoped for. The, you know, the term work stoppage came up as speculation a few times. Um, like, can you tell? Is, is there like a potential to strike here? Is is that on the table at all, or uh, what can you say about that? Well, fear, I like guess, the strike the strike vote is is, is uh, you know you almost got to look at that as a, a position in bargaining. Um, both sides obviously have it in play. It's always sitting on the table, and um, you know that's just the reality of negotiations. And for you know people that understand collective bargaining agreements and negotiating and bargaining and, and how it all works, uh, you know, of course that's in play. And if you don't feel like you're getting a respectful deal um, and you don't feel like it's representing the membership, uh, you know, to basically all their best interest, then, yeah, you absolutely have to be willing to play that. Now, um, there's a lot that comes with a strike vote, and obviously both the players, the league, the fans, everyone, we don't want that. So it's almost uh, a pressure piece for both sides to get a deal done because no, at the end of the day, nobody wants to strike. Ryan King joining us on Inside Sports. Eskimos long snapper. He is the uh, player rep for the Players Association for the Eskimos as uh, CBA negotiations are ongoing with the league. One of the things that has grabbed some headlines here, Ryan, is a potential ratio change, uh, a possible reduction of the number of Canadian starters from seven to six or even five. Uh, do you have any con- And it's funny too because some of your your members, your your fellow players, have been uh, bantering about this on Twitter as well. Do you have any comment on on this? proposal or this type of discussion well we obviously with uh how media outlets are in today's world and the accessibility of players to you know view their opinions and the way they feel they they need to um you know and us as a membership uh and a bargaining committee and you know a group of player reps that have put together this package these are all um, topics and issues that have been negotiated and uh, debated forever, you know. So uh, some grab more attention than others, uh, but there's multiple other um, major issues that are being bargained right now. Um, we're obviously not going to give any specifics or like a position on this because we're in negotiations and we're bargaining a deal right now. And there's you know again like many topics on this and at the end of the day we've all kind of collectively agreed that we're not going to bargain through the media because this is just in today's world this is just how um these things and you got to adapt um and and you know deal with this so we we don't even uh we support our members you know even if they choose to in today's world publicly you know talk about the negotiations because it shows how passionate our membership really is. And, and we've already, you know, taken everything into consideration and built the package over the last two years, like I said. And, um, you know, I know it has the support of the entire membership. Okay, fair enough. Well, something we'll keep an eye on there for sure. Ryan, while I have you, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about some significant Eskimos off-season news. Uh, free agency was back on February 12th. And... It was a busy day for the Eskimos. Uh, I, you know, we certainly started to get the sense going into that weekend that that Mike would be moving on, and he did go to the BC Lions. 
but the Eskimos made a lot of news. Uh, I mean, Trevor Harris came over. You got Ellingson, the receiver from Ottawa. You got Rogers, the offensive lineman. Plus, you got some new linebackers. Plus, you got a couple of receivers. You know, Daniels from the Stamps, uh, and you got Anthony Orange, the DB from uh, from BC as well. So, uh, I don't. What was it like for you? You know, as an Eskimo kind of uh, be, being an observer to, to all the all the moves on that day. I know for me, it was like every 15, 20 minutes, you'd see another tweet or I'd get another press release from the Eskimos about a new player. What was that day like for you sitting there and, and saying goodbye to a couple teammates but seeing some new guys coming in? Well, first of all, how exciting that day was. Uh, there's no question. Obviously, with the, the main headline of all that is uh, Mike Riley moving on. Uh, which we, you know, love and wish him the best, of course. And uh, but how exciting was that turnaround? I think Brock Sunderland had a chance to, you know, finally put together a roster. I know he's, you know, you walked into training camp roster and then you, you know, worked together a year. I think this is, was was awesome to see him pull the triggers like he did, and we put together, uh, you know, a whole new uh, kind of vibe around the Eskimos and I think the fans love it the players love it I think I'm I'm super excited uh, I got to meet Trevor Harris at uh, PA meetings um, this offseason so we, we got time to kind of catch up and Larry Dean and a bunch of guys so I think um, I think it's great for the team what we did and I think everyone's going to be super excited obviously to get into training camp and get together and see everyone and meet everyone and um, you know it's going to be yeah I, I can't wait to get to training camp how do you reflect on Riley's tenure here and uh, maybe your relationship with, with him and what he meant, uh, meant to you in that locker room? Oh, he, uh, I've developed uh, an unbelievable relationship um, with Mike over the years playing with him. Uh, you know, we've been together from, from the start to finish in his Edmonton time. And, uh, you know, I'm just what an what a opportunity it is for me to be able to, you know, be a part of his whole kind of legacy as the Eskimos, um, you know, one of the greatest to play here, uh, won a great cup with him. He sits two down for me in the locker room, like kind of the memories and all the fun times over the years, um, you know, will obviously always be there. But, you know, it was cool for me to kind of see him develop into the player he is today as well, um, coming in as, you know, he was competing in training camp, him and Mike Riley, or him and Matt Nichols, you know, and it was cool to see him kind of take the stand on that and where he's gone um, from that has been, you know, really cool to kind of be a part of, um, other than the media scrums that he uh, – he seemed to always get after games uh, bled into my locker all the time, so I'd have to change around the corner. But uh, that's just the Mike Riley effect. And, uh, you know, if you sit close enough to him and you can touch him, uh, you're going to have to deal with uh, all you guys in the media. But, uh, you know, we wish him the best, obviously, um, as, a, as, a, uh, as the team. Obviously, all the players that played with him, um, you know, our, our fan base obviously wishes him the best. And, you know, this is the business side of the game, and, and you have to respect and support, you know, people making business decisions, you know, in their careers. And it's, uh, I'm happy I got to play with them, and I'm excited that I'm going to get to play against them. Well, last one for you, Ryan, and thanks for your time tonight. Uh, another, more changes for the Eskimos with the coaching staff. Some coaches are back, including Jason Moss, but uh, some some position changes, and I guess the ones that are going to affect you the most, former Eskimo A.J. Gass takes over special teams, and a guy who was here a few years ago, Philip Lawley, is here as the defensive coordinator. I don't, I don't know if you've had any 
you know, extensive meetings or have worked with these guys a little bit uh, yet at all. But, um, you know, clearly special teams was a discussion on shows like this a lot last year because people wanted a little more, I think, especially out of the return game. And, uh, and, you know, I think they wanted a little more pressure out of the defense, and Lawley seems to be bringing that, uh, that attitude. So do you, do you have any sense of the impact those two guys might have yet? Well, I definitely know the impact on uh, Coach Lawley. Uh, obviously, he, uh, he was here in 2015. We won a Grey Cup. Uh, he's a, a phenomenal coach, um, player coach, but a very professional player coach. Uh, used to be the strength coach uh, down down south, and so he has a uh, work hard mentality, hit hard mentality. Uh, he's aggressive in his defensive schemes and calls, and that's exactly what you know the Edmonton Eskimos I think uh, wanted to get back to. And um, he's the perfect coach, so I know he'll do a, he'll have a big impact on our defense and uh, like, you know a newly vamped defense too. So I think it's almost. Uh, um, you know, proper timing for if there was a change, and this is a great change with uh, him knowing the culture. And of course, um, our new special teams coach, you know, how cool is that for Edmonton, you know, Edmonton born kid to have uh, that as my special teams coordinator. I grew up watching him play, um, you know, always one of my favorite players, as he was to many. So I think just the energy and the respect that he'll bring. Um, will will show immediately, and and I think uh, he's going to have a lot of players uh, real excited to uh, run down on special teams and and make some big plays. So I think we've we've stepped our game up in both departments, and defensive special teams uh, can win you a championship. So uh, can't wait to get to camp. Ryan, thanks for giving us a CBA update. Hopefully, there's a resolution here pretty soon, and then uh, yeah, like I said, third week of May we'll be talking football heavily. Really appreciate yeah. your time, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on the show. That is Ryan King, Eskimos Long Snapper.